The Long Box Crusade presents... Action Film Face-Off. This episode, it's 1978 versus 2014. Two films enter. One film leaves. Two men enter. One man leaves. Two men enter. One man leaves. Welcome back to Action Film Face-Off and the Video Dome Arena. This is the show where two random years are selected, and my brother will bring an action film from one of the random years while I bring an action film from the other random year. Then those two films will do battle right here in the spike-covered arena. Don't believe the promo. This arena has spikes on it. And we're going to be using a variety of criteria. A champion will be crowned by the end of the episode, but let me introduce one of your hosts, my brother, United States Army combat veteran of Kosovo and Iraq, Jason the Weasel Skull Albrecht. Well, hello, everybody. I'm really excited about this action film face-off this evening. We have two great films. We got two legendary actors. Lots of action between the two. So, yes, indeed, we are going to score each of today's films on a scale of 1 to 10 in five categories. Those categories are story, overall spectacle, best action scene, the hero, and the villain. And then there will be the deduction round where up to 10 points can be subtracted from the film's total for whatever we determine is the low point of the movie. And those categories are still out of order. We ain't changing the script. <laughs> nope. At this point, we're riding this sucker into the ground. <laughs> but anyway, let's find out what this episode's first action film is going to be from my brother and co-host, a U.S. Air Force combat veteran of Iraq and a combat self-defense instructor, Jared Albrecht, the yard sale artist, a.k.a. Death Pro. Thank you, Jason. I got 1978. But before I reveal what that film is, we got to take care of some business. Before our two films enter the Video Dome Arena, we are thrilled to kick off this episode with special shout-outs to our Crusaders Club members. These are the fine folks who have joined our crusade. They enjoy discounts from my online store, which is the yardsaleartist.bigcartel.com. Christmas is coming. Original art is a fantastic gift. It's one of a kind, people. Line my pockets. <laughs> you know what I'd like to get from you, Jared, on that note? Hmm. I'd like for you to do like a giant sky striker. Just draw me a giant sky striker on a big old piece mm -hmm. of paper. And then take that paper mm -hmm. and wrap it around a sky strike. <laughs> and then mail that to me. Okay. All right. I, I kind of figured we were going to take that turn at the end. I thought for sure it was draw a sky striker in plastic. <laughs> ah, yeah. 3D or print it. 3D print it. There you go. Yeah, well, you can we'll, do that too. We'll just have to see what happens for the magic of Crusademus. But since you already know that you're on air um, doing it live stream, Crusademus gift is on its way. And you already know that it's in a big manila envelope. It's not looking good for that Sky Striker. <laughs> Well, how big is that manila envelope? I, I guess you have to see when the package arrives. But I, I'm really looking forward to the gift exchange episode. Second Sunday in December, everyone. Join I'm us. looking forward to it, too. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be doing some Christmas shopping at the Jet City Comic Con here this weekend. Toot, toots. 
Anyways, back to this. Crusaders Club members get early access to special long box episodes like Grab Bag Surprise Attack and Pat's Poll List. Man, there's a lot of benefits. You get to vote on content. There's tons of benefits. So let's find out who the people are because, you know, one of the benefits is you get a shout out on our program. So let's shout out to our supporters. Jason, go ahead and kick us off. Thank you for being a friend. Angelica Wolf. Bill from the Bat Pod. Blasted or stash it. Bob Busta Busta. Raxton Underwood. David Capuni. David Collins. Battle Wagon. Bat Battle Wagon. Gene Hendricks. Gerald Green. I the Collector. Ivor Evans. Jeremy L. Joe Thomas. John and Maggie. Jose Pollo. Maxwell Traver. The lovely Miranda W. The lovely Paul Hicks. Reggie Hancock. Rick from Jeff and Rick Present. Ronald Wint. Ross Michaud. Ryan Daly. Samantha Maney. Sean Urbanski. Steve Cronin, the Barbarian. Tim Price. Timmy. And the Toronto Cop. If we miss anyone on our list, we apologize. Please keep in mind we record these episodes well in advance of release. So if you're a recent addition to the show, we'll be adding you soon. But don't worry about it. Just let us know if we missed you by sending an email to contact at longboxcrusade.com. Pat manages the account. He's lonely. So send him an email. We'll get it straightened out. So you might be asking yourself, you know, how do I become a Crusaders Club member? I'll bite. How do I become a Crusaders Club member? (laughs) Well, for most people, it's pretty simple. All you got to do is go to patreon.com, search Longbox Crusade. For as little as a dollar a month, you get access to the amazing world of the Crusaders Club. Come check it out. Don't take my word for it. Take the word of one of the muggers from the beginning of 1989's Batman. Give me a dollar. And it's not bad at $1. <laughs> good, good. Let's get back to the combat and learn a bit about the film gladiators about to battle for your pleasure. All right. I promised you guys that my year was 1978. And I have selected Drunken Master starring Jackie Chan. What did the randomizer select for you, Jason? Well, I got 2014. So I'm putting into our video dome arena, John Wick, the First John Wick movie starring Keanu Reeves. That's a fine matchup, folks. I tell you, they're different films, but man, they are both full of action. But we'll talk about it. It's important to point out that this isn't like Jared's choice versus Jason's choice. We had to select from our assigned year, so I might very well like his selection better than mine or vice versa. This is about us discussing some beloved action films and coming to a consensus on which one is this episode's champion. Spoiler warning. If you haven't seen John Wick, what the hell is wrong with you? See it. Uh, if you haven't seen Drunken Master, 1978, maybe that's the one you probably, you know, not as popular a film. It's older. Maybe a lot of people didn't catch it because it was made in China. Or if make- you screwed up like me and watched Legend of Drunken Master <laughs> before realizing that there was another Drunken Master. <laughs> Legend of Drunken Master is awesome, too, by the way. It is. But either way, this is your opportunity to pause. Go watch John Wick, the original, and Drunken Master, the original. And come back here because we're going to be talking about them. There's going to be spoilers. Neither one of the movies has like huge plot twists or anything. They're pretty much all out action films, but there's going to be spoilers. So go watch the films, pause here and come back and see us. Okay, welcome back. I bet you're not disappointed. Those are good movies. Those are good movies. Let me jump right in with the quick info on 1978's Drunken Master. (laughs) 
with internal strength. The god Chang, the drunk god with the double kick. get into the details the cast and crew this film starred jackie chan xiu tin yun and zhong li huang i feel like you on the episode we did with the raid (laughs) why did i select this damn movie i know before you don't think about it until you're like oh man those are hard and it was directed by wu ping yun 
Here's your synopsis. Jackie Chan has a breakout performance playing Wong Fei Yung or Freddie Wong in the American version. And I'm going to stick with the American names from here on in. Probably smart. Yeah. And he's a young, talented martial artist with a pinch on for hijinks. I wrote that in my summary. He has a pinch on <laughs> for hijinks and tomfoolery. Now you're using these big words. Yeah, I felt I was in a very Jason mood. Uh, once his father, a highly respected Kung Fu master, has had enough of Freddy's capers, he sends him away for some extremely rigorous training with the crotchety old master, Sam Seed. Sam trains Freddy in the most powerful Kung Fu of all, drunken boxing which is best done when you're tanked up with booze. But it's a good thing Freddy learns this drunken art because the unstoppable hitman Thunderfoot has been sent to kill Freddy's father, and only Freddy's new skill can stop Thunderfoot. Also, Jackie Chan fights lots of other people along the way. He sure does. We'll get into that later. We'll get into that. Here's your trivia. Did that director's name sound familiar? Wu Ping Yun is the world-renowned stunt coordinator for many amazing martial arts films, including the Matrix films. Item number two. Speaking of Yoon's, the old martial arts master was played by Xu Tin Yoon, which is Wu Ping's father. And during some of the more physically demanding scenes, Wu Ping Yoon would stunt double for his own father. Oh, that's cool. There was another stunt double, which was Wu Ping Yoon's brother. So basically, the dude's sons would double for him when he's doing a lot of the very physical stuff. Huh. It's all the family. family affair. That's right. Finally, Jackie Chan nearly lost his eye when Zhang Li Huang, who played Thunderfoot, kicked him in the head during the final fight scene. It was pretty brutal, apparently. So brutal that when Wang became aware of what had happened, he actually refused to do any more takes for that shot. So it got a little brutal. Boy. Yeah, I could tell where there would be maybe some uh, opportunities for some bumps and bruises in that movie. Yeah, this was an early, early, as I say, 1978. This is a breakout performance for Jackie Chan. So this is before the days where they show everything that went wrong in the outtakes during the credits. You know, Uh we're so used to seeing that. So I'm certain... If it was one of his newer, you know, post-1990s films, we probably would have seen that terrible accident. But maybe it's for the best that we didn't. Yeah, that one sounds pretty brutal. Anyway, back to you. All right. Now, I'll give you folks the rundown on 2014's John Wick, as if I need to. (laughs) I'm up. I'm up. Like that, huh? Nice ride. Thanks. How much? Excuse me? How much for the car? She's not for sale. You have good day, sir. Daisy! So much as a pinky back into this pond, you may find something reaching out to pull you back in. It's personal. Where'd you get that car? What does it matter? It's not what you did, son. It's who you did it to. The nobody? That nobody. just sorting some stuff out task your crew how many as many as you have 
I thought I'd let myself in. People keep asking if I'm back. Yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. I'm not afraid of John Wick. gets your laundry no one's that good i thought not so the cast and crew included keanu reeves michael nyquist willem dafoe ian mcshane and lance reddick it also had reek aka theon Greyjoy from game of thrones it was directed by chad stahelski the synopsis, pretty simple. The son of a Russian crime lord steals the car and kills the dog of a former hitman. Former hitman kills everyone involved. Enjoy. <laughs> All right. I was thinking, do I have questions? <laughs> no, I don't <laughs> have questions. I, that's that's it. Correct. Here's the trivia. So when uh, director Chad Stahelski wasn't directing the film, he also served as Reeves' stunt double. Keanu Reeves had the flu and was suffering through a 104-degree temperature when he filmed the upper fight club fight scene in the movie. And finally, if you look closely at the video game in the safe house, one of the characters' name is Neo. <laughs> That's interesting. Uh, I, I thought that was pretty cool. When I watched it this time around for Action Film Face-Off, I watched it with director's commentary on, so I had two of those three already in my brain, but I did not know the Neo one. So good one, man. Good one. <laughs> Well, now that we have the basics on today's contestants, oh, here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, test your might. Uh, let's get ready to rumble. It's a street fight. It's a street fight. Let's get into round one. Round one is the story. How engaging is the story? How original is the story? Set your barometers, folks. It's a scale of one to ten. Five means it's average. It did its job. No bells, no whistles. I liked it. You start slipping into four, three, two, one. You're not so keen on it. You start going six, seven, eight, nine. Then you got yourself a pretty darn good story. Set your barometers. Here we go. Jason, mm-hmm. regale me with your thoughts on the story of Drunken Master. Well, the story is simple enough, and it's a tale as old as time, a coming-of-age story of a young man who has to fight a deadly opponent. I mean, the basics of the story were very basic, but what I liked about it is how it incorporated a lot of Asian philosophy and culture. I'm probably blending this with spectacle a little bit, but I just thought that the backdrop of China and just the scenery just lended to accentuate the story. There was a lot of interesting things happening in there. So I guess that's really it for my summary. It's a basic story, but it has a lot of little layers in there to augment it. You know, I'd have to agree. I think it's, if you thought of every generic Kung Fu movie you've ever seen, Mm -hmm. that's the story. Much like John Wick, and I know I'm skipping ahead, John Wick is a basic story too. These movies are all about execution of story. We've seen the stories before, but they execute it with such polish and panache. It takes the story just a little bit to another level. There was just some elements within the movie itself that just accentuated the story a little bit. For example, his aunt's character was hilarious. <laughs> I She whooped his ass. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that's so embarrassing. 
They should have sent her to fight Thunderfoot, man. Oh, she yeah. Was, she was <laughs> taking care of business. She was something else. But I like that part of it. I liked the journey of the character. That's kind of going into heroes. I'll, I'll leave it right there. I just thought that okay. there was just a nice cultural background, beautiful cinematography. And I felt like I was entering into another world. I enjoyed that. Absolutely. Okay, well. Thoughts on 2014's John Wick and the story found within. Very similar, very basic story as I covered in the synopsis. It's a revenge story, but it's a little bit more than that. It's a revenge story and it's a little bit unforgiven if you follow my meaning. It's a guy that's tried to make a normal life and it just ain't happening. (laughs) It didn't take it did not take. And thank God for us, it did not take, because this was amazing, too. But what I liked about this, too, again, it's like it creates this world. It's a world that it's this criminal empire universe that has its own code, its own rules, its own currency. Again, you feel like you're entering into this whole new universe, which I really enjoy. hundred uh, percent agree. I tipped my cards when you talked about the last movie. Nothing new, but the polish on it with those little details of this mildly absurd world that exists in our world, but done in such a believable way, if that makes sense. It's absurd yet believable. (laughs) I don't know. They ride the line really well. Yeah, I mean, it's things like they don't use computers. I mean, they're using like vacuum tubes and chalkboards because Mm -hmm. they are off the grid, man. This world is off the grid. And it's just... Details like that, which I thought were very cool. Concur wholeheartedly. Okay, nothing left to do but score them. So, Jason, let's talk about Drunken Master 1978. Score that story on a 1 to 10. Like I said, very basic story. They dropped it in the middle of a really cool cultural world with family dynamics. I gave it a 7. 7 from Jason. I maybe have seen too many kung Foo flicks. They all have a very similar storyline, it feels like, after a while. And I gave this one a little bit higher than average for the kung fu genre, and I went with a six. I was a little stricter on it than you were, but I still like it. I mean, it's above average, so six and seven, we're not too far apart. John Wick, one to ten, what do you say? Well, like I said, I felt almost identical coming out of the gate. Basic story, really cool world that they developed and dropped us in. I had to give that one a seven as well. And here we are on our first match. This should be like a game within the podcast is how often Jason and I are going to match. I scored it a seven as well. I thought it was just slightly more creative, even though the basics are, are basic, slightly more creative in its execution than Drunken Master. So I gave it a bonus point for seven. That's the end of my round. Over to you. So now we're going to talk about the hero. How cool is the hero and, you know, the hero's friends? What did you think about the hero in Drunken Master, Jared? It's Jackie Chan. Mm-hmm. I noticed that. So, like James Bond, you know, how he starts at a certain number. Jackie Chan is always going to start at least at a seven. <laughs> okay. Agreed. Yep. And this is early Jackie Chan, so you get to see him a little bit raw. If you want to think about it like Will Smith, and think about Will Smith in the first season of The Fresh Prince versus his acting abilities now. They're much improved. Jackie Chan, I feel, is the same way. This is raw talent we're seeing on the screen, but the acting range that he shows you know, in this film in 1978 versus something like The Foreigner, which, by the way, if you haven't seen it, is fantastic. Awesome. He's grown a ton. So he's not going to get the highest score for his performance, but for his physicality, 
it's Jackie Chan. He's doing all the things you want to see him do. In his prime. In his prime. He's fit as a fiddle. He has that sense of humor. Fair warning, folks, if you haven't watched a lot of Chinese films, it's the Chinese sense of humor, which sometimes can be a little strange to us. A little, mm-hmm. you just have to be used to it. Overall, look for a good score for Jackie, of course, from me. And I'll uh, entertain your thoughts on that. Yeah, I agree. Like you said, I mean, Jackie Chan, I mean, he's a legend, was a staple in my household with my kids. We watched tons of Jackie Chan's films, everything, Rumble in the Bronx, Mm. Project A, uh, Operation Condor, (laughs) Super Cop. Who Am Uh, I? Might be my favorite one. (laughs) Oh, Who Am I is a terrific film. So you're right. He starts at a seven automatic. I agree with you. The one thing that I took me back a little bit, not enough so that I'm going to score it as a deduction because it was early in his career, but it was weird hearing the British guy dub him with that British accent. Mm. I like the Jackie Chan voice. When he dubs that, himself. Yeah. Yeah. When he dubs himself, that to me is pure Jackie Chan, but you know, he, he was young. He hadn't quite learned the English yet, so you can't hate on him for that. Yeah. I um, kind of wish somebody would pay for like a special edition and pay Jackie to dub himself in a special edition, clean it up. That would be cool. Yeah. A little digital remastering there. I'd plop down some coin for that. Mm-hmm. And then I think the surrounding cast was pretty terrific there from the drunken master himself, who was yeah. hilarious. <laughs> and again, my favorite was the ant. Oh. <laughs> Oh, that ant just owned it, man. That is so embarrassing. And again, it was funny. I mean, and that's part I really enjoyed the character because he was like like all teenagers. He was at heart a good kid that could be such a douchebag sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he tried to be that douchebag to his aunt and, oh. She beat oh, his that's ass. embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I could have even gone home after that. But it's funny. And you see Jackie Chan run through the whole gamut of emotions from the arrogance to the, you know, helping the shopkeeper out so, and then trying to get one over on his master and then ultimately putting it all together at the end, which is really pretty cool. And what the story of the hero is all about. True. They plant that seed that he's kind of got a heart of gold, even though he's kind of a jerk at the beginning and they develop him well so you're right yeah i mean that scene in the um in the restaurant it's like yeah it was a good fight but i was like yeah you need to get your ass whooped because you can't die in a dash man you <laughs> he, can't tried do that. he tried to die in a dash yeah that's right oh man that was funny but anyway so yeah those are my thoughts what about john wick for you what were your thoughts on uh, the hero john and the supporting cast listen <laughs> listen so i'm thinking i'm back <laughs> Just when I think we have seen the best we're going to see from Keanu Reeves. Matrix? In his Matrix film. I'll give you the whole trilogy, but the first one is the standout for me. It is. I'm like, this guy is impressive as all get out. The dedication to his gun work. The dedication to his stunt work. The dedication to his driving work. The dedication to his hand-to-hand combat skills. He's in that Tom Cruise pantheon of this guy's dedication is off the charts. His fitness is off the charts. This guy is, I think he was 50 when he made John Wick or 49. Yeah, he was in his late 40s, I think. This movie comes out and I hear people talking about, oh, John Wick's really good. It's about these mobsters mess with this guy and they kill his dog. And I'm like, okay, it's, you know, Death Wish, you know, with 
Keanu Reeves, and then I just watch it and what he pours into it. I'm going to go back to my Fresh Prince example. Go back and watch Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure or Point Break, which yeah, we, we talked about that one. Yeah, you could go and back and go to John Wick, and he is mesmerizing. He has created a character that is now standing shoulder to shoulder with Indiana Jones, James Bond. It's incredible. We haven't gotten there yet, but look for a 10. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say enough about it. And while I'm at it, supporting cast, Ian McShane, awesome. What's his name? Red Reddick, the yes, guy Reddick. who, yeah, the guy who works the front desk. Such a good actor that I found out in the commentary, he doesn't speak with an African accent in real life. That was an accent he did for the movie. And I no, was like, yeah, I, yeah. I was like, he I was bought that. Wire. I was like, I bought that whole thing. That's the guy who works the front counter, right? Yeah, and, uh, yeah, the concierge. Because I know there was another guy in that movie from The Wire. The other hitman that had the room across the hall from John. Yes, also true. Because they mentioned that in the commentary. I've never seen The Wire, but just the ensemble of characters. You know, even if I didn't know about the sequels and the universe that they've built, because at the time of recording, there's three John Wick movies out. Even if I didn't know that, with just a single film, I still put him in the league of Bond, Indiana Jones. He's in that league. And that's incredible. Over to you. Try to put Frosting on that. (laughs) Same. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, you I, go for it. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> he's okay. Yeah, he's okay. No, I, I mean, you hit all, all the high points. I was going to bring up again. I think they were very smart. We love Keanu Reeves. I think everybody knows that. We also admit his acting range isn't the most fast, but he's also selfless enough to seed the screen to other more accomplished, you might say, actors when necessary. And they surround him with a lot of talent. And he's also disciplined enough to get his body and his mind in that shape Mm. to basically just run one long stunt for an hour and 40 minutes, man. (laughs) And it's fantastic. So it almost sounds like I'm insulting him, but I'm not. I'm trying to say that with limited talent, He's able to create this universe and put it on his shoulders and run with it. And at the same time, be selfless enough to bring in people that can cover some of his rougher edges. That's just an amazing human being. Um, yeah, it's very cruise like because we talked about Cruise and Mission Impossible Fallout when Delvin was on the show. He does the same thing. He's surrounding himself with people that elevate. Yes. Yeah, it's you're a- right. You're right. I remember you guys talking about that. That's absolutely correct. It's it's a wonderful ability they have. I mean, it's not just Keanu, but the filmmakers. But I know I continue to gush here, but just as a reminder, we take our weapon use and gunplay seriously at Action Film Face-Off. Jason and I are both combat trained and combat experienced people with weapons and spot on. Spot the frick on with the weapon use in this movie. Yeah. I watched a YouTube video of him actually doing the training, and this guy went all in. There's a similarity between Jackie Chan and Keanu here and that they're both incredibly fit and disciplined, but Keanu did it as he was pushing 50. I mean, you know, that's hard to do. You know, Jackie Chan's still going too, don't get me wrong. But, you know, as we're comparing these films side by side, we're getting one at the prime of his life, just starting his film career. And then you've got the other that definitely uh, in the middle, middle age years and still getting it done. Absolutely. Well, we've pontificated. Now it's time to score. So, Jared, what are you giving the score for Jackie Chan in Drunken Master? He's getting his well-earned baseline seven. 
for his performance in Drunken Master. I liked everything about it. Don't take it as a slight, Jackie. I know you've got movies coming down that are going to be bumped up. But for your first performance as a very young man to get a seven, I think is admirable. What do you say? Yeah, I went a little bit higher. I thought Jackie Chan himself deserved a seven, but the, the, the lady that played his aunt. Oh, he gave it a bonus for the aunt. Yeah, <laughs> yeah bonus I can see aunt. that. Yes, that's that's legit. She was awesome. So eight from me. I got you at an eight. All right. So John Wick, what are we giving John? <laughs> Let me let you in on a secret. Ten. 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 Flawless victory. He's an absolute 10. I don't need to justify it. We already talked about it. What about you? Well, I gave him an eight, you know, for his limited acting range, but then I bumped it up too because uh, Lance Reddick and Ian McShane, so 10. Flawless victory. Oh, a double 10. Yep. For those of you who have predicted two matches in the first two rounds, you were correct. <laughs> we are eye to eye on John Wick after two rounds. Speaking of which, I should probably take us into round three. Let's do it. Put the knife away and shut your mouth. Round three is the villain. How compelling is your villain? How interesting is your villain? You need good villains to have great movies, people. Let's find out what happened in Drunken Master, 1978. Jason, talk to me about Thunderfoot. Thunderfoot was a cool character, but I thought he was a little underused. 100% agree. There was a lot of potential there, and he definitely was a good physical match for Jackie in the final scene, but I wanted a little more backstory. I just kind of wanted a little bit more. What did you think? I agree wholeheartedly. As I'm doing research on the film, like he's this really highly respected martial artist from that era of films. He had a great look. They do a great job of like every villain from a Kung Fu film always has like that same haircut mustache. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess great... that was that was like the spirally mustache for us, I guess, or something. <laughs> I guess it was. His physicality, I mean, he's keeping up with Jackie Chan full speed. He's incredible, but entirely underused. They spend a lot of time on these sort of offshoot villains that are just really scenario-based, quote-unquote, villains needed more Thunderfoot. Concur 100%. And again, I mean, I don't want to say that he did a bad job. Mm -mm. I just think that he was underused in the story. Yep. I concur. Let's go to John Wick and let's talk about the menagerie of villains, I suppose, over there. And what are your thoughts? Well, this one was a little tougher for me because I guess, you know, the actual person that he was bent out on revenge against was kind of meek, really. Mm -hmm. I mean, wasn't really a match for him. And well, so who was, right? Who was? The bodyguard, man. That bodyguard. <laughs> to be was the coolest villain in the bunch. The fight between he and the bodyguard was was up there. We may be talking about that more in spectacle or even possibly best action scene. We might have to see. But I thought he was cool. And I thought the father was actually really cool too as, as a bad guy that was, um, it was just kind of weird because at first he's trying to talk John out of it you know let's talk business and when he can't do that it's like well let me kill him to protect my son and then he's like yeah i guess my son's screwed <laughs> let me give up my son and then he's like ah, i gave up my son now i want revenge i think he was probably the most interesting of the menagerie of villains 
And Perkins was hot, so I'll stop there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm with you. If this movie needed any area of improvement, I would say villains. No one was a physical match for him. It's fun to watch him go through legions of guys. And there was, like you said, there's a couple guys that fought him well. Um, that bodyguard fought it. Like, bodyguard it was gonna... hung in there for a little bit. For a little bit, he whooped him and threw him off the top of the... That's true. That you know, bodyguard we're... straight up won that first fight. I would say yes. Hey, we're getting into some action, but you know what? I got a comment because even the guys, uh, the directors on the DVD pointed this out during the commentary. He throws him off. John lands on the floor, and then he pulls out a small firearm from the smallest back, and they're like, we really don't know why he didn't use that to shoot that guy who was fighting him to begin with. You know, that was my question. So. <laughs> questions, questions, all I get is questions. Back to the villainy, I think there was just a little little more planning could have gone a long way, because it ends with him squaring off against the old man Russian, and you know that old guy got it in the tank for John Wick. I was surprised he got it as many hits as he did. Yeah, I think it, I, I chalked that up to John Wick have gone through a gauntlet and being physically exhausted and damaged. But I mean, still, it, yeah. it, the guy was not a match for him. Hardly anybody was. And then when I just look at the character of the dad of the Russian mobster father guy, he's just an idiot. I mean, he knows John Wick's danger. He does what any of us would have done. He calls John. John, can we resolve this? John's like, nope. And he's like, okay, he does what any of us would have done. He tries to protect his son. Doesn't work out, okay? And then this is where the idiocy takes place. He knows. He knows what this guy's capable of. And he's like, oh, I'm just going to go deep six his best friend. Like, wha- what? <laughs> what? Yeah, that, I didn't understand that either. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, at that point, you just got to like, I just hope he walks away and that's the end. Of it. And John told him he would. John and he was like, going to. Everybody knows him in this world. He's a man of his word. If John says it's done, it's done. But this idiot, no, he, yeah. I don't think I deducted anything from him in the deduction round, but he's he's losing points on this round because he's an idiot. I'm That's not going to argue with you. That's all I have to say about that. Let's score him. Let's go uh, talk about Thunderfoot, which is an awesome name, by the way. Thunderfoot, Drunken Master 1978. Jason, score it. I'm going to give him a six. Great uh, look, great physicality, not enough backstory. And I was not as generous. I thought even though I think there was a lot of potential there, I thought he was a forgettable middle-of-the-road kung fu villain. He got a five. Okay. That's what I did. I want to give him more. I think the actor deserves more, but I don't know because they didn't give me enough. I'm not going to argue with you. Yeah. John Wick. It's kind of a collage of villains. What are you giving it? I had to give that one a six as well. I think this one was really lacking a good arch villain for him to go up against. Exact same score. Those of you keeping track at home, Jason and I are now three rounds in, and every John Wick score has been the same. I scored it a six. And that's it for my round of the villain. All right. Well, I guess I'll pick it up from here, and we'll talk about spectacle. Catch you at a bad time. So how visually engaging is the film overall? Stunts, effects, cinematography, music, all that good stuff. And we'll kick it off with Drunken Master. What are your thoughts, Jared? Drunken Master, you alluded to earlier, cinematography, they show you the most gorgeous parts of China. They do. When you watch that movie, you're like, I just want to go hang out in China. Mm -hmm. It's gorgeous. So you got gorgeous scenery. You've got choreographed fight scenes that we've come to just expect from this creative team. It's visual from beginning to end so much. So Jason, that I honestly think it's not going to get a 10. So I'll tell you that right now. Okay. I honestly think it got knocked down on points because it gave me almost too much. It is like fight scene after fight scene, after fight scene. After fight scene. And they start blending together in my head after a while. 
I feel like you could have taken two fight scenes out of this movie, added character development during that time, and came come out with a better movie. That's a weird thing to complain about in the spectacle round. I, I know. It kind of ties back into what we were saying about the villain. I think we saw so many antics, but with the hero, you know, if they would have cut one or two of those out, maybe given a little backstory, even if it's another fight scene, but with the villain, I think that would have been interesting. Yeah, yeah I concur. It's still going to get a very high score, but go ahead and, and let me know what you thought of the spectacle of Drunken Master. Well, it's funny, you know, because we talked about before we started the show, a full disclosure, folks, I screwed up and watched The Legend of Drunken Master first before <laughs> realizing I was watching the wrong film. And then I watched Drunken Master. And I right now can't swear to you, like, I'm not getting the scenes of the films mixed up. <laughs> I get, yeah, yeah. Because a lot of them are very similar. Both are great films. But I agree with what you were saying, Jared. I thought background cinematography was beautiful. The music was beautiful. There was humor. There was some good development as far as the protagonist is concerned. So there's a lot that I did like. You're right. It ran together a little bit there from time to time. So what about John Wick? What did you think of the spectacle there? It was all right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, it had a lot of spectacle. <laughs> wow. A lot of spectacle. Wow. Visuals slick as hell. Music awesome. The time spent on proper camera angles. None of that shaky cam bullcrap that we can't stand here. They showed us the action. They made us feel the action. We talked about this on the raid. There's a way to film action that makes you feel it. Mm -hmm. They made us feel it. And we're talking long extended combat scenes with no cuts because Keanu was that prepared. The stunt team is that prepared and They're, in shape and man. in Just... shape. The directors knew what they were doing. They enhance it with digital effects seamlessly blood flying gunshots going again, comparison to the raid. Very well done putting us in the middle of it and giving us a thrill ride that just looks and sounds amazing. Look for a very high score, Jason. What do you have? Yeah, I felt the same way. I thought that this is one of those movies when you watch it, you're like, I have never seen anything quite like this before. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And Keanu Reeves done that for us twice now. Once with The Matrix and now with John Wick. Yeah, there's just a whole bunch to really like about this. The gritty night scenes, the luxury of the hotel. Mm-hmm. Um, just the whole world that they bring you into. And then they class it up there with Ian McShane, man. It's just like, man, why couldn't I have grown up to be a badass hitman? man? <laughs> <You know? laughs> I mean, rethinking because, my whole career. I know. Because I'm wussy and out of shape. That's why. But, you know, guy can dream, can't he? I um, love dogs. I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> dogs are cool. But, yeah, I agree with you. I think probably the one thing that's going to hold it back for me is when we talked about it a little bit earlier on, I would have really liked to seen a spectacular fight at the end. And the fight at the end is spectacular, but there's so many other fights that are at least as spectacular or more spectacular along the way that it leaves the last one feeling a little bit flat, I mm -hmm. thought. Mm -hmm. I think that's fair. So those are my thoughts. Let's score them. Let's go back to Drunken Master in 1978 and uh, see what you're going to give it for the spectacle. I am going to give this one a solid eight. The Ocho. What do you think? I gave it the same. Uh, hey. for all, all the reasons we discussed. I thought it was beautifully filmed. Great martial arts. Jackie Chan in his prime. Ocho it is. Our first match in the Drunken Master category. What'd you think about John Wick? I gave it a 10. Flawless victory. Whatever it was lacking in that final fight scene, I think it made up 
four with just polish and slickness. I'm taken aback at how much they took this not super creative story and just sold it to us in a way, like you said, we've never seen before. You show me something that I've never seen before, you're getting tense. No, that's fair. And I mean, I gave it a nine myself. And I'll tell you, the only reason why I gave it a nine is because I saw John Wick 3 and remembered that scene with the dogs. And I was like, ah, keep that 10 in my back pocket. <laughs> we'll get there, people. We 2019's coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. We've almost closed out this year, so we can add it to the uh, randomizer. Yep. So that's it. Spectacles wrapped. I'm going to pass it back to you for best action season. Best action scene, and man, oh man, I feel like we are at a buffet, maybe a Chinese buffet for this personal, <laughs> and it's just there's everything is delicious. Shoo my oh my. <laughs> I had the hardest time. Okay, just in case I'm not being clear here, this is we're picking the, our favorite action scene from each film and then scoring it on a one to ten. There are so many to pick from in Drunken Master. It's ridiculous. Jason, how did you do it and what did you pick? Oh gosh, now I'm gonna be worried that I got the um <laughs> the legend of Drunken Master. Master this one mixed up. <laughs> I know it's not the factory. <laughs> when they fought underneath the train at the beginning. Oh, wait. <laughs> well, I'm running through the mental Rolodex here. You know, you got the little uh, fight at the beginning. I don't know if you really even count the one where he just is screwing with his little, with his master in the yeah uh, in the dojo. But I think the ones that really stand out to me is when he fought the bully. Yep. When he fought his, his hands. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I was thinking about the one where he fought the bully's master and his entourage in the dojo. Mm -hmm. You know, there's tons of little things where he kind of sparred with Drunken Master. Of course, there was a final fight scene, but the one that I really gravitated to that I thought was really entertaining was the restaurant after he tried to dine and dash mm -hmm. and he had to fight all the people in the restaurant. I thought that was really cool. I recognized the big dude, the cook dude. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah that he dude did was look familiar. Yeah, he's in a ton of uh, yeah. Jean-Claude Van Damme movies, like Bloodsport and stuff. Isn't he like the beefed up? Yes. Yeah, that oh, was Oh, I know that guy's name, and it's on the tip of my tongue. Dang it, it's going to drive me nuts. People out there are probably screaming at their phones right now or their devices. Yeah, but anyway, seeing him was really cool. And then plus you kind of got to see Drunken Master do his thing in there for the first time too. So that was my favorite action scene was the restaurant. Yeah, it was clever too because he and Drunken Master kind of teamed up. And then he's like, yeah, well, we showed those guys, you know. It's nice knowing you, old man. He's like, no, you ain't going anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here for you, brother. <laughs> oh, well, well played. My favorite action scene from Drunken Master, I wrote down Poop Face. Remember Poop Face? Poop Face was up there. Yeah, the guy with the stick. Yeah, it was one of those weird sort of side fights that didn't necessarily have to happen. But I feel that Jackie Chan is at his best when he has more props to work with. And that's one of the things I felt was missing from this. I, I, they hadn't hit that part of his career. But, you know, I love it when Jackie Chan's hitting people in the face. With, you know, he's he'll open up a refrigerator door and hit a guy and then hit the other guy with the freezer door. And then the, the, somehow the guy hit with the fridge door is now in the fridge. You know, that kind of craziness. Yeah, yeah. They didn't have as much of that. But when he fought Poop Face... I call him that in case you didn't watch the film, didn't take our advice. At some point, Jackie Chan actually kicks the guy's face into a pile of poop, and the guy continues to fight Jackie with poop all over him. Yeah, that's just, that's humiliating right there. So Poop Face had a staff that he worked really well, and then there were some like wooden benches that Jackie was leveraging really well in that sort of Jackie Chan way. Yeah, I think uh, he so had a staff infection after that. <laughs> <laughs> so I went with the Poop Face fight. 
they're all on par. I feel like you could really pick any of them and defend it. I really yeah. do. When he fought that like one dude with the steel head with the like the iron head. Oh like, yeah, yeah. For raking him, him up with that hammer. That, <laughs> that was good yeah, too. Had like little knots on his head at the end of it. <laughs> anyway, I went poop face. Jason, he went with a uh, restaurant fight. restaurant fight. Thank you. My, my brain's not wearing it. Restaurant fight. Okay, we'll find out how those scores played out in just a minute. Let's find out what Jason's favorite fight from John Wick was. Well, and I don't know if I cheated, but I called it the church scene oh, oh okay because yeah, it's, yeah. kind of, it's kind of a long scene so it's kind of he goes in there he does his thing he blows up the stuff then he waits for them to show up then there's the big fight scene the big firefight and he gets knocked out mm-hmm. and then he's tied up and he's got to oh, escape yeah. and that's where he takes out the bodyguard guy who is probably the one that was closest to him and mm, matching okay. him physicality and then he goes back out and finishes up the rest of it so i counted that as all one long fight scene that's where i'm going with the church fight scene church fight cool i kind of wonder if i should have gone pre-knockout post-knockout but i'm just calling oh man take the church fight it's all good i took the entire last third of the black hole so do what you want uh (laughs) <laughs> the black oh oh yeah okay I, I, I you can make up your own rules on this show. i think yeah. i also took the final third of the expendables and we did that movie, so you know whatever you did yeah, yeah that's right and in this case i think it's really interesting we picked two different scenes i think it's interesting because the more i think about your scene the more i think it's probably the most intimate and gritty one-on-one like when he's fighting that guy with the handcuffs it's rough man on man and i picked one of the more sort of wading through people fights i went with the red circle club when he goes to the red circle club that was cool he starts in the locker room by stabbing a knife in a guy's ear that's where the action begins actually this is before the action but i really like how he just kind of comes out of the darkness behind that bouncer and he's like hey Take, take the night off. And the guy was like, is that you, John? He's like, yeah. And he's like, all right. <laughs> like, thanks. I love it when you come across the truly smart people in a film. That guy's one of the smarter people in the film. He's like, got it. Later. Yeah. But anyway, I went with the Red Circle fight. I thought there was a lot of good gunplay mixed with a lot of good fisticuffs, mixed with some knife fight. And once I found out that Keanu had the flu during the whole thing and he's still giving 110% on 104 degree fever. I mean, come mm. on. Yeah. That's mad respect, man. I think he and Tom Cruise are dining from the same unicorn. (laughs) Uh, All right. Hey, GLHG, go ahead and give him the howley because that's damn funny. (laughs) (laughs) Dining from the same unicorn. I love it. And and I think, too, you know, going back to the church scene, I like that one because I think that's got one of the best acted pieces, like when he just loses his S, man, and Mm -hmm. he's... He's yelling at that dude. I was like, oh, man, he's about to snap. He's like, you can either give up your son or you can dialogue with him. I was like, holy cow. If I I was in that, I'd be like, you know what? I'm just going to back out of here. (laughs) You know what? I'm moving. I'm starting a whole new life. Yeah, I got to rethink my career choices. (laughs) Let's score these things. Let's go over. And what did you score the restaurant fight and Drunken Master 1 to 10? I gave that one an 8. I thought that was really good. Seeing Jackie Chan in his prime uh, doing all that. See the dude whose name I can't remember but was in all those Van Damme movies. That was fun. It gets an 8 from me. It's driving me nuts. It's driving me nuts. Okay, and I'm going with to give an eight to the poop face fight. So we are eights match. So we're matched again for Drunken Master. 
And going to John Wick, I like the Red Circle Club. You like the church fight. I mean, can't go wrong with either one. What'd you score it? This is the one I gave a 10, man. And then for the exact same reasons why you gave a 10 to Spectacle, I'd never seen anything like this before. Flawless victory. It's fantastic. So it gets a perfect score for me. Kind of like you. I gave this one a nine. I gave the Red Circle Club fight a nine. I think because the entire time I was like, well, that fight with the dogs is coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we just kind of reversed our spectacle yeah. and action scene. We really did. We really did. And even though this doesn't have anything to do with anything, I just want to tack this on. I guess it's a, I guess it's action scene. One of the things I kind of appreciated from the film that they did different was when he actually did catch up with the punk kid who killed his dog and stole his car. It was like nothing to him. It, it was, was like nothing. an afterthought. Yeah. At first I felt let down. I was like, well, that guy needs a terrible death. But then I thought, you know what? This is almost more insulting. It's like, yeah, you're a Tuesday to me, kid. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. He was an annoyance at best. Yeah. So that was interesting. Again, never seen anything like it in a movie before. Because I'm like, oh, he's going to catch that kid. These kids going to get what's coming to him. And he did. But it was huh, later. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're right. It's weird. It's like the whole movie sets up like it is so personal. Mm -hmm. And then in the end, he's like, no, this is you did me wrong and you're going to pay for it. But I'm not wasting a moment's worth of energy or that I don't have to waste on you. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, I thought that that was just brilliantly done. Absolutely. Well, that's it for my action scene round. We had a couple of good ones here. Is that your best? All that's left is the deduction round where we take off a point for the ridiculous. And I think Jared is going to be taking at least one point off. But let's talk it through. Points off for Drunken Master, Jared? Uh, I actually have no deductions for Drunken Master. Did you think I had one? Uh, I thought you had one for John Wick coming. Oh, okay. We'll see. We'll see. But Drunken Master, no. Everything played out in the scoring. I got nothing. No, no bump ups. No minuses. I'm not going to minus it. All right. Well, I'm not going to minus it either. So let's go to John Wick and see if you got any deductions. I actually don't. I took out any deductions I had in the scoring, but I guess what I do have. What's that? I have a bump up. I have a plus one. All and, right. And get ready to have your mind blown, Jason. I gave it a plus one because I love the music and I love the visuals so much. Now, you're probably thinking to yourself, that's spectacle round stuff, Jared. You gave it a 10. Essentially, I just gave the spectacle of John Wick an 11. Flawless, flawless victory. That's what I did here tonight. <laughs> hey, man. There's I, only one rule. Two films enter, one film leaves. <laughs> one film leaves. I essentially gave the spectacle of this film an 11. I think it is that visually and audibly, audibly, uh, you listen to it. Just. Hearing it, hearing it. <laughs> And I gave it a plus one for that. What about you? You got any deductions or cheater adjustments like me? No, no deductions or cheater adjustments for John Wick either. It came out clean and my scoring is complete. Oh boy. Well, that's the end of the combat. All right, people, do not worry if you have not been keeping up with the math at home. We do that for you here at Action Film Face Off and looking at the judges' scorecards. The winner of this episode of Action Film Face-Off with a score of 85 to 71 is John Wick. Well, congratulations to John Wick. Now let's head over to the randomizer and find out what the years are going to be for our next episode. You know, while you're walking the randomizer, I just want to point something out. John Wick, he got an 85. 
I think a perfect score on our show is a 100. Got an 85 out of 100. That's a strong movie. Made in 2014. Jackie Chan's movie was made in 1978 in a foreign country with a lower budget, and he scored a 71. That's respectable. I just want to that, point that out. This movie is really good. Really good. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. I got a little carried away with my love for Jackie. Let's go to the randomizer. <laughs> All right. Hit that randomizer button, Jared. My brother Jared will be pulling a film from... Choose your destiny. 1983. And I will be bringing a film from... Choose your destiny. 2013. I always get the older film. What is up with the randomizer? I think I've got the older film like one time, maybe. (laughs) I think it has been flipped once where you got the older film, but that's all right. I like old movies, so I'll find something from 1983. Don't you worry, people. What will those films be? We'll tease them on social media for those of you who want to watch before listening. For people like Dave. Battle wagon. Battle wagon. Or you can tune in next episode to find out. Until then, I'm Jason Weasel Skull Albrecht, and you can find me on social media at Weasel Skull on Twitter or at Jason Albrecht on Facebook and Instagram. And you can find me, Jared Albrecht, the Yard Sale Artist, a.k.a. Death Probe, at Yard Sale Artist. That's Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. It's all at Yard Sale Artist. Be sure to check out all the shows under the Longbox Crusade umbrella by subscribing to Longbox Crusade on iTunes. We're talking about comics. We're talking about old TV, old serials, old movies. There's lots of fun to be had. If you enjoy this hijinks, multiply it by about five. Well, Delvin's involved. Six. And... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then, of course, there's Pat. Multiply it. You, don't minus it. Multiply it. Yeah, times it. And come check us out. We got a lot of fun shows across the network. And you can do that by subscribing to Longbox Crusade on iTunes, Google Play, pretty much all your finer podcatchers. You can go to directly to www.longboxcrusade.com. And if you want to send us a question or comment about what you've heard on this episode, maybe you agree, maybe you don't agree. We love hearing from you guys. We want to hear your takes on these films. We love talking films. So by all means, hit us up on the social medias. You can go to the Longbox account, which is Longbox Crusade on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Or if you're on Twitter, we have our own account, which is at AFFO Podcast. Make sure to tag at Weasel Skull in it and at Yard Sale Artist in it, and we will be happy to chat with you. Speaking of chatting, if you want to interact with us live via the chats and be entered to win some free stuff in our live raffles, we're always giving away free stuff. Join us on our Doing It live streams on YouTube, which is actually also streaming to Periscope on Twitter now. Those are the second Sunday of every month, and they start at 3.30 p.m. Central Time. You can get signed up for that by going to YouTube, looking up Longbox Crusade, and subscribing. Please do that and click the bell so you get notifications when we go live. Guys, I know you hear that in every episode, but stop by. We love seeing you in the chat. We talk back to the people. This is your chance to interact with us, and we just, we love it. So we want to hear from you. Yeah, and I even like it when you guys are chatting amongst each other. It's lots of fun. Yeah, we watch the chat. Sometimes the show is boring because it's just us staring at the chat. (laughs) (laughs) And then we're like, yeah. Those are good ideas. (laughs) People have no idea what we're talking about. But man, it is a fun time, so we invite you to get in on that. Having said all that, thank you guys for tuning in. We appreciate you listening. And until next episode, keep your head down and your knuckles up. The music themes for this show are done by musical genius Joe November. Please check out his SoundCloud at joseflin 99 That's J-O-S-E-F-L-I-N-9-9. 
You will not regret it. Okay, action film face up. Face up. This is going to be a fun night, I can tell. <laughs> action film face <laughs> up. Action film face up. Julie and I just watched Aliens uh, last weekend. Did you mostly watch it at night? Mostly. It's got a four-minute trailer, by the way, so kick up your feet. <laughs> I don't think you had four minutes of dialogue. <laughs> There's a lot of music in the trailer, I'm going to tell you that right uh, now. Okay. I maybe have seen too many Kung Fu fit. Kung Fu fit. Try that again. She's going to blow him away. <laughs> <laughs>